Hello and welcome to Yumi and the Economy. The year 2023 began with grim hopes for thousands of employees all over the world as major tech companies executed massive layoffs. Alphabet Inc, the parent company of Google, announced that it is going to lay off around 12,000 people in the beginning of 2023, while Microsoft is cutting down 5% of its workforce, amounting to about 11,000 people. In a series of very public layoffs at Twitter, we saw the precariousness of white-collar jobs. Along with these, Amazon, Facebook, and more recently Spotify has also announced laying off a substantial workforce. These companies cite the global recession, pressure from investors, cost-cutting, and weak consumer demand as reasons for these layoffs. During the pandemic, several of these companies increased their workforce for an overwhelming need for many online services. This mid-pandemic expansion and associated factors led to huge profits for these companies despite a raging pandemic. They thought this was going to be the new normal and went on expanding their businesses. But starting with the Russia-Ukraine war, the tech companies did a U-turn. as the talks of the looming recessions came in stating that they hired for a different economic reality their mistake in misreading the economic signs has led to a panic among tech workers in the US many of whom are on expiring visas almost 2 lakh tech employees have been laid off in the US since last year now they are in a dire situation scrambling for jobs waiting for the uncertain severance pay and expiring health insurance Back home in India the situation is not all that rosy. Amazon CEO Andy Jassy announced on January 5th that Amazon is planning to terminate more than 18,000 employees. Many people took to Grapevine, an app where employees shared their experiences anonymously and shared horror stories about how people are being fired in their cabins. The education tech company Byju's has been in the news for hundreds of forced resignations of its employees. in Tiruvananthapuram and Bangalore comrade Amanullah Khan from CITU Karnataka spoke to us about this the it workers now are being exploited to the maximum this in some places they are to work for 14 hours a day and the wage compensation they are getting is stagnating or falling so when the workers are losing their jobs workers wage compensation is coming down the profits of these industrialists these big it companies are going up and the government needs to look at this issue very seriously the so secondly we are also concerned about the youth many of the people youth they have been offered the jobs as a campus uh, recruitment but that is not getting is not materializing and there is a strong feeling that not many of them are going to be employed when they leave the colleges so india as a whole not just it india as a whole is staring at a massive unemployment problem when you say it what comes to your mind is a good job with good salary working with technology in a glass office but the fact is there is a huge inequality in the it sector it sector includes it which is information technology and ites or information technology enabled services Most jobs in cities like Bangalore are those based on IT services. These are not always as rosy as they seem. Employees are forced to work 12 to 14 hour shifts, 
often on short temporary contracts without any guarantee of a job or other benefits like insurance. They can be fired without notice periods and are forced to look for new jobs. In the name of work from home, several employees have mentioned how their work has actually increased. Women face the double burden of these remote jobs. And when they go to office, despite promises, there are no crutch facilities. You might have read several articles talking about how to maintain a healthy work-life balance, but without an active code of conduct, limiting working hours, it cannot be achieved. In 2021, a few Google employees turned to a union. They formed the Alphabet Workers Union, open to all Alphabet employees in the US and Canada, including temporary workers, vendors and contractors. The tech industry has for long resisted all efforts to organize its workers. It has been a year since the Amazon workers at a New York warehouse formed a union in a remarkable struggle. Indian tech workers are not far. Many are open to the idea of a union given the increasing precariousness of the jobs and the economy. Karnataka State IT and ITES Employees Union or KITU has been functioning since last five years and has a membership of over 3,000 IT employees in Karnataka. Shami from KITU joined us to talk about what is it like organizing the IT employees. Their experience is like any other employee's experience. Okay? They're working people, right? Yeah, they're very open and they're, they're, we don't need to explain everything. That is their experience. The IT employees are very open to the idea of union. But in IT, there is no compulsory rules because that uh, industry employment standing order is there is no standing orders in IT industry. It is being exempted. And another thing is uh, uh, the working hours. Is, uh, uh, if you're working in uh, five days, it should be nine hours per day. But uh, most of the IT employees are working more than that. But in a factory after siren, you don't work. Okay? If you work more than that, you will get overtime. The Industrial Employment Standing Orders Act 1946 applies to every industrial establishment where 100 or more workmen are employed. It defines the working conditions of employment. And surprisingly, our IT capital is exempted from this important act since 1999. These exemptions have been renewed several times and as per the new notification, IT and ITES companies in the state of Karnataka will not be required to comply with the Standing Orders Act until May 2024. This means the companies will continue to define their own terms and conditions of employment including hours of work, wage rates, shift working, attendance and late coming, leaves and holidays, termination of employment, and suspension and dismissal. Well, this exemption might have provided ease of business to these companies, but for the labor force, it means uncertainty and ambiguity. As we acknowledge these white-collar layoffs at the big tech firms, we must remember that they may not make up a lot of numbers in the economy but they are indeed the dreams and aspirations of middle-class people. Another fact to remember is that the companies are not laying off people because they are facing losses, but because they want to secure their already high profits. If nothing, these layoffs should be a starting point to think about the future of labor force and unions in the world. Thank you for listening to this podcast. My name is Kavita Kabir and you were listening to Yumi and the Economy. For more information and analysis, check out our website www.senfa.org and keep listening to Yumi and the Economy.